The rules of the game have changed and the prices are going up. Inflation is here and it is a cycle that has happened before. Our grandparents had to deal with it mostly. Perhaps even it might be worthwhile sitting down with them to learn how they navigated it. I understand it can be really unnerving watching the news when no solution is presented to you. I'm hoping today's podcast will get as granular as possible with the solutions needed and also to give you a sense of reassurance. My overarching message is this. Don't rush. The media have news to sell and so in order to grab your attention, they create a sense of deep urgency for you to act now. In reality, the recession started a year ago, so why rush now? T's and C's, I'm not a financial advisor and this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. I'm speaking to my own personal experiences and what is working for me and sharing what my mentor and our trading community regularly discuss. Um, um, Shout out to Dan Jukes, my mentor. I'll throw his details in the show notes today, but he was so kind to collaborate with me to bring you today's podcast. Um... I don't want to wait until I have wealth to share some of the invaluable information that I'm exposed to every day. And I highly encourage you to listen, but also to exercise your own discernment. And the pace of this podcast will also be a little bit different as I think it's more important to get as much info across in a shorter amount of time. And it's going to be a little bit different to my meandering thoughts about relationships in my first two episodes. So a little backstory on finances and me. My entire life, I was not taught a single thing about money other than to save, which I think is the case for most people. Um, For me personally, this was particularly difficult because I had chosen to support a few family members for most of my 20s. And it wasn't until in my late 20s, I met my now ex-husband that I delegated everything to do with money to him, including all responsibilities, basically. I would bring her money and pour it into our joint account where it was meticulously managed. And I thought I was learning good money management skills through the way um, it was managed. But in reality, it wasn't until after our marriage disintegrated that I was sent a letter from his lawyer that it really made me zoom out. And I got that real hard-hitting financial lesson in that legal sucker punch of a letter the letter basically said that um we never shared a bank account shared any funds and that I was getting none of my money back and it said that I was allowed to keep my 13 year old dinged up car and my retirement fund and that's it at this point I vowed to never ever be so disempowered again and have ridiculous stories in my head that I'm not good with money Personal money management is an essential life skill and I'm now totally fired up about learning as much as I can about it, being radically accountable and also really, really inspired to empower people and in particular women because I feel like they sort of shrink and shy away from this space. Um, I would love to be able to empower people Um, more people, empower more people, I've already empowered some people, um, empower more people to learn how to manage their money more confidently. Okay, so your situation is this. You have a few thousand dollars saved and you're asking where could you park it, not only to protect yourself, but to also be financially independent. 
financial independence, being in a place of having enough money to pay for one's living expenses for the rest of your life without having to rely on being employed or being paid for, um, by another person. Now, before we get into where the money should go to grow, let's chat about expenditures. This is actually going to be my first point. I know it's so boring. Why does saving and keeping a check on all your expenditures have to be so boring? Um, I think there is an ongoing narrative where we associate the pain of not having instant gratification with saving and furthermore, the consumer society that we live in is hardwired for you to spend money on things that keep you poor. It's what these big corporations want. We end up prioritizing the pleasure of spending because we are drawn by the primary motivator of instant pleasure, but then we're driven away from saving because of the pain of delayed gratification. Perhaps a good reframe is instead of looking at saving and checking how you spend your money as a painful exercise and thinking of it as more of a neutral thing like brushing your teeth. It's neither pleasurable nor is it painful, but it has to be done in order to enjoy healthy gums and teeth. And money is kind of the same thing. You can think of saving as neither pleasurable nor painful, but it has to be done in order to have a healthy relationship with money to really respect it and what it can do for you and how to leverage on it to catapult you into um, opportunities that will help grow your wealth. A small tiny sacrifice today could mean you will reward yourself in the future and give you the leverage to dig yourself out of um, the current financial burdens that you find yourself in. So I'd encourage you to ask yourself, what are the bad money habits that are keeping you poor? Are you spending loads of money on drinking every weekend plus a new outfit and losing an entire weekend to these pursuits? Are you actually comfortable with having lots of debt? Do you have subscriptions that you're not using? Are you dropping a lot of money on things that won't pay you later? Are you investing in your poverty or your abundance? And that's literally a quote that I've taken directly from my mentor. I thought it was brilliant. Are you investing in your poverty or your abundance? Are you putting your money in places where it will pay you later? That is, those are the the questions. Point number two, invest in being surrounded by the right people. For the past year or so, I've paid to be part of two separate and invaluable communities of incredible humans who want more for themselves spiritually, financially, physically, and mentally. And not only that, they are wanting to leverage on their resources to be of service to the wider community. Every day, we motivate each other, check in with each other, help each other, share resources. And in doing so, we save each other time, energy, and effort, and money in our pursuits. We learn from each other's mistakes, we expose each other to new opportunities, and we celebrate each other's wins. And watching everyone in these communities action things helps push me to also take action and not be complacent. The energy and the environment you are surrounded by every day is also pivotal in influencing your mindset and the stories you tell yourself about yourself, about your future and what you're capable of. You have the power in your mind to rewrite both your current and future story. Let's say your current story is that right now you absolutely hate your job. We can reframe that to 
I am so grateful for the income it provides so that I can save some of it to go towards having a year off when I'm 30 to really knuckle down on the business I've always dreamed of building to be able to work for myself. The decision to rewrite the story, the ability to craft your current reality and your future lies inside your brain now. The stories we tell ourselves literally create us Our words create the container within which we experience life and being surrounded by people who use similar words and have similar narratives is going to help catapult you to the place that you want to be in. Point number three, have patience. The average millionaire is age 57 to 62, depending on which country you're in. Wealthy people play the long game and I know it's hard being in a TikTok riddled world where many people have the attention span of a gnat but have the goal to get rich eventually and understanding how to keep your wealth, not a get-rich-quick scheme. I love this little story that helps give a little bit of perspective on patience. It's actually to do with the KFC founder, Colonel Sanders. Um, At age 65, he had divorced his wife and married his mistress, had only a small amount of savings a car and a couple of, I think, deep fryers in the back of his car and $105 a month from social security. But he did not let this dissuade him. He decided to begin to franchise his chicken concept in earnest all over USA, visiting hundreds of restaurants. And by the time he was 73, that's eight years later from this point where he was near broke, He sold his corporation for $2 million and by age 88, he was a billionaire. He died when he was 90. But point of the whole story is patience is the name of the game. Be in it for the long run. Um, Point number four, do not keep all your money in the bank forever. Inflation is currently at 9% plus the real number is definitely double digits at the moment, but say inflation is about 9, 10% at the moment. That means that $100,000 in the bank is only worth $90,000 by the end of the year if you're not actively choosing to find out ways to make that money grow. Look to understand ways of making your money work for you while you sleep so that you can invest some of that money in places like crypto stocks, precious metals, property, Um, where they do have an opportunity to grow. There's a classic saying, but it's classic because it holds true. The rich don't work. They let their money work for them. Being an investor is the ultimate freedom because you can create multiple streams of passive income and your cash flow is 100% automated because it doesn't require you to do anything physically or to be present to make the money. Last point, point number five, um, Um, Find a mentor or educational resource that will help you find investments that suit your personality and your risk tolerance. The roadmap to financial independence is as personal as your perfume of choice. Everyone is different. I really hope you don't find this podcast frustrating because I didn't tell you to place exactly $5,356 on this crypto and $2,304 in gold, but it's precisely kind of like asking someone to pick a perfume out for you that you like your path to financial independence needs to incorporate your desires 
your needs, and most of all, your interest. Because we need your interest so that you can actually study this stuff, really integrate it, and then apply it and be in it for the long run. So say you have low risk tolerance, maybe blue chip stocks will suit you better. If you have a bit of a taste for higher risk um, investments, maybe crypto is better for you. If one of your strengths is building relationships and you love meeting new people, maybe a network marketing business is ideal for you. Or perhaps you really love shopping and being involved in customer service. An e-commerce business or an online shop might suit you better. I do think it's worthwhile dipping your toes in a few different waters like this to see how you find it all and figure out what best suits your personality. And that's why I chose to be involved with an educational platform that teaches you how to do all the aforementioned. While I'm still figuring out what I love most, it's been an incredible platform where I've been able to learn and earn simultaneously. And that's it in a nutshell. I think I flew through that in 13 minutes. Please let me know in my DMs if you found this useful, um, where you're at on your investing journey. I just love hearing from you guys. Um, Just some final thoughts. The time to increase your human capital and increase your capacity to earn is now. It is a time when record numbers of people are breaking out of their financial situations thanks to social media, the internet, crypto, NFTs and others. I know with all the news out there, it can feel a lot like doom and gloom and that you feel overwhelmed and helpless with your financial situation. But the reality is opportunities like this have never existed in history before. This is the golden era of wealth building for anyone from any background, from any situation. All it requires is your decision to make a commitment to learn and to apply the knowledge. Crying about the changing landscape doesn't help your situation. Adapting does. Entrepreneurship is nothing but adapting to the forever changing rules of the game. You can do this. Go out there, learn, earn and do great work. Good luck.